we are um, we are wrapping up. My name is Ephraim Payne, just in case you don't know who I am. All right? uh, my name is Ephraim Payne. Those who are watching us online, we have family and friends that are watching online as well. Uh, and um, uh, we are wrapping up our All Together series uh, that we've been going through this entire month. All Together uh, series has been a little bit different uh, than some of the series or the teachings that we have shared uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, and the idea behind this series is that we were trying to put our action to our faith, right? That our faith required our action in order to be complete. And, and some of these actions, we, we kind of uh, formed them into challenges, Challenges that we all together as one body, as one group, would take moving forward. And so in our first challenge in week one, we were challenged to, to serve. Uh, we asked, oh, I asked many of you to sign up to serve at one or two or all of the weeks uh, at next month for family month. And many of you did that. That was awesome. And there's still opportunity for you to sign up as well. And then in weeks two challenge, it was a challenge to give, to give to BOW, to give to Feed One, the organization Feed One, where we would feed hungry children. And uh, uh, I'm excited that next week we get to share with the church what we as a South Hills church, all of our campuses together were able to do uh, by your giving. And so we'll be able to share uh, what uh, transpired with your giving uh, next week. And then last week, we challenged you to invite, to, uh, uh, to invest, to invite and include people, people that you love, people that you care for, people that you do life with. I wasn't challenging you to, to go find, you know, somebody in the street and say, hey, you need to come to church with me. No, I was challenging you to invite someone you know, the same way you invite someone to dinner, the same way you invite someone to lunch, the same way you invite someone to a ball game, to, to uh, the movies, whatever the case may be, someone that you care for, to invite them to come join you for church. Right, and and many of you have already begun that this morning in our in our prayer huddle. We heard uh, someone share a story of how even before I shared the challenge, uh, this person was already moved to to begin inviting someone that God put in our heart, and and we're praying together. We said we were going to unite our hearts to pray that hopefully that person uh, will come to church next month. So today we have a different challenge. Today is a different challenge, a different challenge than any of the ones that uh, I have shared over the last several weeks. And it's different because um, I truly believe that it will, it will make some of us nervous today. I truly believe that it would, it's going to cause us to, to kind of like, like, oh my gosh, like, like, is he really talking to me? Is God talking to me today? I, I believe that today for some of us, it, it, may, it may kind of may bring about some indecision, like double dutch. Anybody know what double dutch is? Right? They play double dutch is like you take two ropes and the other person has two ropes and you start going like this. One rope is going this way, the other one's going that way. And, and the person is ready trying to jump in. They got to jump in with one foot and they're like this. <laughs> Should I go? Should I not go? No, 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 not yet, not yet. Not yet. And you, you have this indecision because if you miss, that rope is going to smack you right across your head. And in New York, you have the rope with the little plastic. They hurt. Right? They hurt. 
And so that indecision of man, should I do this or not do this? Some of you will feel that today. And some of you just may feel so excited that you just can't wait to jump out of your seat because you feel God tugging at your heart that this is the moment, that this is the opportunity that he has presented before you. So let's start off, as always, with a a question that kind of gets the the think tank juices flowing. And that is, have you or someone you know ever not want to be part of a ceremony that kind of celebrated, that kind of commemorated something because they felt like it 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 was too much of a big deal? It was unnecessary, right? Have you or someone you know ever not want to partake in a ceremony because it was just too big of a deal. They were, they, were, they were making too big of a deal of it, right? Maybe it was because in your mind, not attending your graduation ceremony doesn't mean you didn't graduate. Maybe it was not having a big wedding doesn't mean that you did not get married. Skipping the awards ceremony doesn't mean people don't recognize the work you put in. Like we all have reasons why we didn't want to be a part of a ceremony. And I wonder what's the reason why people don't want to have to do stuff like this? Why don't, why, why don't they want to be a part of a ceremony, right? And I came up with some possible reasons as to why. Maybe it's because we don't want the attention, right? We don't want the attention. We don't want the attention of everyone looking at us, at focusing on us, talking about us, talking to us, for you inverted people, right? Knowing more about us than we want them to. Like, they don't got to know my business, right? So, So we don't want the attention brought upon us. Maybe another reason is that we don't want the hassle, We don't want the hassle. We don't want to kind of synchronize our schedules together. We don't want to invite everyone. We don't want to decide what to wear and what to say. We don't want to reserve seats for people. We don't want to reserve tables or hotel rooms. We don't want to kind of, you know, be pushed out of our routine, the way we do things. So we don't want the hassle. Maybe another reason is is because we don't want the drama. Yeah, we don't want the drama. We don't want the drama of putting people together that don't mix well. We have family members like that. We don't want the drama of making small talk. Inverts again. We don't want the drama of being pulled into disagreements that we don't want anything to do with. So we just don't do it. Another reason is that we don't want the expense. (laughs) Why you gotta laugh right there? We don't want the expense. We don't want the expense of the ceremony itself. We don't want the expense of getting the, uh, putting the deposit on the location, the decorations, the food, the travel, the gifts, the outfits. I have four girls. I think a lot about that. I'm starting a GoFundMe page soon. Another reason is that we don't want the pressure. We don't want the pressure of the following through. 
We don't want the pressure of having to live up to the declarations that we've made, feeling the weight of other people's expectations on us, being asked what's next. We don't want that. Maybe the last reason I came up with is that we don't want, we don't want the closure. We don't want the closure. We don't want the closure of the, of the season ending in life. We don't want the closure of options narrowing, having to move on, growing up and embracing maturity. Figure that. I got to mature. Right? We don't want the closure we, we, uh, of being one step closer to being old. I think a lot about that too. Every time I look in the mirror, I'll be like, man, this is getting whiter and whiter. Some of you are thinking, wow, Pastor, now that you bring that up, I got to start thinking. I, I, I got to go. I got a few things I need to go back out of now because I don't want to be a part of the ceremony. I don't want to be part of the celebration. I don't want that thing on my shoulders. You see, some of us experience all of these things to an enormous degree, and it brings stress, and it brings anxiety, right? And others, well, we just encounter one or two of them, and they're more like light annoyances. But we all have things that we don't want to put on display. We all have things that we don't want to kind of celebrate and make a big deal about it. So why should we do it? What's the reason why we should celebrate and make a big thing about some of our accomplishments, about these big moments in our lives? I think one of the reasons, and one of the most important reason is, reasons is because it is what's healthy for you. Yeah, it's what's healthy for you. Healthy because it's actually hard for you. <laughs> I know that's kind of hard to kind of understand. Yeah, healthy and being hard. Just think about it working out. <laughs> working out is good for you, but it's hard, right? It's hard for you. Or growth requires some resistance. Think about that for a second. Or growth requires some resistance. I know, I know it's annoying. It's actually annoying that in order for me to grow, I'm actually going to have to go, go, kind of go through some things. In order for me to be better at something, I'm going to have to fight through some things. But yes, in order for us to grow, it's going to require some resistance, some challenge for us. You see, the point of life isn't just to grow, to get comfortable but to grow in your character. I'll say that again. The point of life isn't just to get comfortable, but to grow in your character, to grow in the person God created you to be, to be better and do better in life. And in order for that to happen, in order to, for, to, to be a better parent, in order to be a better friend, in order to be a better student, in order to be a better uh, uh, son or daughter, in order to be a better person, a better follower of Jesus, it's going to require you to get a little uncomfortable. It's going to require you to put in a little work. It's going to require you to go through seasons 
that you may not like. Just imagine if life was, was one big fluffy cloud. Like, I initially be like, oh, that would be great. Kicking your feet up in the air. That would be great. Anybody ever thought, like, sleeping on a cloud would be the best thing ever? Like, I thought of that before. But that doesn't always necessarily mean it's what's best for you. And in order for us to be the best version of ourselves, we're going to have to go through some things. Our lives are marked by the moments where we took on the hassle, where we took on the struggle, where we took on the drama and the expense and the pressure to do something that was meaningful. When I look back on my life and I look back at the things, at the moments that made me a better me, a better version of reference is because there were moments where I decided I needed to step up my game. There were moments where I needed to step up and go through the hassle, go through the challenges, go through the expense and the pressure to be a better me. These are the moments that are unforgettable in life. These are the moments where you say, I've arrived! Right? And when you say you arrived, isn't it one of the greatest feelings? Right? It's one of the greatest feelings. Sophia came home the other day and I said, hey, how's your day? She said, oh, I, got, I scored well in my math test. I was like, woo, go Sophia. Because those are the moments where, where she had to put in the work. Those are the moments where she had to study. Those are the moments where she had to figure it out. And for us in life, it's those moments where we step out and we say, man, I've arrived because we know that we just came through something. That it wasn't given to us. That it wasn't free. That we actually had to go through the struggle, the expense the hassle, and the drama. And those are the moments that are unforgettable. Everything else sort of just bleeds together. But it is those epic moments in our lives that we need to celebrate. Those epic moments in our lives where we say, wow, that was incredible. I remember when this happened. Listen, there's a unique power to public ceremony. And that power impacts those observing, those that are watching just as much as it impacts those that are participating, maybe even more. Because you know what happens when, when, when I'm in the car with both of my girls and I celebrate one? The other one says, man, that's awesome. That's an incredible feeling. I want to celebrate that. You know what happens when you, when you take a team of, uh, of players together and you celebrate one? Then everyone wants to celebrate. Everybody wants to be part of the party. Because it's a good feeling to celebrate, to honor, to commemorate that person. And so we must celebrate things in public. We must high five. We must smile. We must clap. We must stand up and give standing ovations when people accomplish great things in their lives. And what's incredible about doing that? Because when we do that, it validates 
all of those who contributed to this outcome. When we stand up, when we celebrate, when we give phone calls, when we, when we do video calls to celebrate someone's birthday, when we uh, do that to celebrate someone's accomplishments, when, when even, even the little things, you know, I post a lot about my girls and their accomplishments, whether that be in school or sports, and, and, and I show them. Like, they don't have social media. They won't have it for a little while anyway. <laughs> Just remember that. But I post their, their, their accomplishments because I want the world to see and validate what they have done. And guess what I do? I show it to them. Look what they said, Sophia. Look what they said, Noah. Right? And they read it all and they just get little giddy inside. They're like, oh, that was so cool. Right? It validates those who contributed to the outcome. For example, graduation. Who does it validate? It validates the teachers, the tutors, the parents, the babysitters, those who helped in that graduation, those who supported, those who prayed, those who, who helped you study. Right? They get validated for that, for that accomplishment of you graduating. In a wedding, parents get validated. Grandparents get validated. Aunts and uncles get validated. Mentors, friends, best friends. People who've, who've seen you do life. We live in a world of social media where, where people at one time grew up, right? They grew up watching my, my younger girls, Janelle and, and Madison, and then, you know, God took us to another country, another place, another state, and eventually they, they look at the pictures and I'd be like, wow, they're so big, they're so grown up, I can't believe this is happening. Yes, it validates them because they were part of that season of life and they too contributed. Monica and I did not just raise our girls alone. We had a whole tribe, a whole village of people. So when, when we celebrate their accomplishments, they get validated because they were part of the journey. And thus is the same for you. And not only is it validating to those who contributed to, their, to the outcome, but it's also an inspiration to those who see new potential for themselves because it was possible for you. Like if it happened for him, it can happen for me. If they're succeeding, oh, then best believe I too can do it. Right? Things change. It, it inspires other people when we witness this type of thing. Maybe, I, maybe I've been thinking too small. I've seen this person do it, and now I believe that I can do it. It's not about a competition. It's about now God is doing something inside of you. Maybe I gave up too soon. Maybe I need to continue on this journey. Maybe I settled when I shouldn't have settled. Maybe there's more. God has more for my life, right? It inspires others to be better and do better. Church, listen to this. When we behave like something is a big deal, it becomes a big deal. That's just the way it works. That's just the way it works. If we celebrate, if we behave like something is a big deal, it will eventually become a big deal. In my house, we celebrate the good grades. In my house, we celebrate the accomplishments. We go hooping and hollering all over the place. 
right? Because that's what we do because eventually my kids will grow up and they will have kids for themselves and they were going to want to celebrate the accomplishments of those around them. We need to behave like something is a big deal more often because it needs to be a big deal. And the truth is some things deserve to be a big deal and others don't. Right? That's the, just, that's the way it is. Some things don't. Do you ever look around and think, man, that's what we're making a big deal about? Like, really? Like, seriously? Are we, are we actually making a big deal that the baby pooped? Now, unless the baby is constipated and then, you know, like it's been hurting you, but really? You know? Are we really going to celebrate that? Are we really going to give that time and attention, give it a platform and then throw an after party for it? Some things deserve to be celebrated and some things don't. But on the other hand, have you ever connected with someone, an old friend, a family member that you haven't seen in a while and, and, and you start sharing what's been going on in the world, in your life, and they, they share something really epic, but they downplay it? Like, like yeah, yeah, I got married, and, yeah, yeah, and I went to the this and that, and you're like, whoa, 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 time out. You got what? You got married? Oh, my gosh, that's incredible, right? That's so awesome, right? Or they tell you they got another kid, or, or they won the lotto, and you, you didn't tell me that? Like, wait, hold on, let's, like, Let's celebrate this now. That deserve, that's a big deal. It deserves to be celebrated. Now, there are certain aspects as followers of Christ. Some of you be like, Pastor, are we getting to the, the word? Are we, are we getting to, to the word? There are certain aspects about, of our spiritual lives that we ought to make a big deal of. As followers, as believers of Christ, there are certain things in life that we do, that we step into, that we accomplish, that should be celebrated. We ought to make, uh, take it seriously and we ought to celebrate it wildly. There ought to be some ceremony behind it, not just for our sake, but for the sake of those who have contributed, right? For the sake of those who have contributed uh, to and need to be inspired by our journey. And so it needs to be celebrated. Mark chapter 1 tells us the story of John the Baptist. And it says this, the messenger was John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and preached that people should be baptized to show, to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. So if you wanted the most simplest definition of baptism, it's right there. To show that they have repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. Verse 5, all of Judea, including all of the people of Jerusalem, went out to see and hear John. That's a whole lot of people. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. So in a nutshell, they commit their lives to Christ and then they commemorate it publicly. Not privately, publicly, right? There wasn't in somebody's hot tub. 
It wasn't in, they weren't in somebody's jacuzzi. It wasn't somebody's shower stall. It wasn't somebody's tub. They did it publicly, out in the open. Right? With a ceremony to show themselves and other people that they were taking this next step of faith seriously. But here's the thing, this, this just wasn't something that they did. It was something that they were told to do as well. Matthew 28 says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of age. Church, we understand why ceremonies and spiritual ceremonies are important in general. But why is this specific ceremony performed in this particular way? Why do they do it? Why is it so important for people to be baptized? You see, baptism has its roots in an ancient Israelite um, cleansing ritual found in the Old Testament called mikveh, right? Baptism started in an Old Testament ritual called mikveh. And there, this is where people needed to be cleansed of the way they were living their lives. And so they took this ritual on. There was a whole list of reasons why you would need to go through the ritual to become physically and spiritually clean. And there were specific rules about how to properly do this. So this is in the Old Testament. Fast forward into the New Testament. Jesus Christ jumps onto the scene. He brings about this Christianity, all right? And we adopt and, in, and reinterpret a form of this practice to represent stepping into a new life with Christ because by accepting his sacrifice on the cross, we have been made clean, right? Now, there are different takes on baptism between, uh, there are different takes on baptism within the Christian tradition. And you may go from church to church that are Christian churches and they have an understanding, they have a, a, a mindset or a doctrine that kind of they believe and understand, um, which is why there has been some confusion on uh, what it means and what actually is going on in baptisms. And so I want to share three understandings of uh, what baptism um, could mean. Number one, baptism is a symbol, right? In other words, baptism is an outward demonstration of an inward transformation. It's about going public with our faith and trust in Jesus. In this view, it doesn't wash away your sins. All of that, all of that is done by God. And he doesn't need to dunk us in the water to do it. We're commemorating what God has already done rather than participating in what he's currently doing. It's about communicating to those around you that following Jesus is now your top priority. Right? That's one take of it. A second take of it is that baptism is a sacrament. 
right? In this view, it's more than a symbol. It's a ceremony during which God imparts to us a real and new experience of his grace. Christians who hold this view, this view usually believe baptism is the process through which God joins us to the church, not just the symbol that our life in Christian community has begun. And a third take on this is that baptism is necessary for salvation. In this view, without being baptized, you cannot be part of the church. You are not saved and will not go to heaven. This is a view held most notably by the Catholic Church, but rejected by most Protestant churches, including ours. For instance, Jesus assures the thief on the cross that he will be with Jesus in paradise. But there was no moment recorded that immediately documents that right after this, they both climbed down from the cross, found the river so that they could be baptized to make things official. Right? And so here at South Hills, our views, our views for somewhere between the first and the second one, the first one being baptism as a symbol, second one being baptism as a sacrament. So somewhere between the two is where we at South Hills fall and believe. And that is that baptism isn't as much about salvation as it is about identification. Identification. Right? I, by being baptized, am identifying myself with Jesus. I identify with his people. I identify with his church. So when we are being baptized, that is what's actually what we're doing. We are identifying. We are associating ourselves with Jesus. And this is a big deal, church. This is a very big deal. Getting baptized is a big deal because it publicly demonstrates our devotion to the God who's already rescued us. We're not, we're not jumping in the tank so he can rescue us. We're jumping in the tank because we, we want everybody to know that he's already done it. That he's already rescued us. That he's already forgiven us of our sins. That is why we do it. For us and for those around us to see. And I get that you might not be a big fan of ceremonies. I get it. A lot of people don't like ceremonies. But trust me, this is one that's worth making a big deal about. You need to make a big deal about it, church. And the people around you need you to make a big deal about it as well. There's a whole lot of validation. There's a whole lot of inspiration that's stacked on you taking this next step and making it a big deal. Seeing that your life has changed, that God has transformed your life, is going to make others think that maybe their life can be transformed as well that maybe God can step in and do an incredible life-changing transformation.
And I know you're thinking, man, but Pastor, I still got a lot of changing <laughs> left to do. There's still a lot of things that I got to do in order to get to that point. Sometimes we feel that like, like maybe we shouldn't share our own stories. We shouldn't let people celebrate us, right, until it's, our story has kind of gone a little further down the line where we kind of cleaned up our act a little bit, where we're a little more polished than we were a few years ago. <laughs> but on the contrary, my friend, your imperfect progress is exactly what someone else needs to see to step into theirs. This is not about you being perfect in order to be baptized. This is not about you having all your stuff together in order to be baptized. This is not about you being cleansed to be baptized, getting it all right. This is really about you saying, I want to identify myself with Jesus. He's already rescued me. He's already uh, uh, forgiven me. I've already asked for forgiveness of my sins. I've already submitted my life into his hands. I just want to let everybody know that I did. I just want everybody to see that if he's, did, he's doing the work in me, he can do the work in them. That if he's changed my life, he can change their life. Church, we serve an incredible God. A life-changing God. A God that can take something that is broken, something that's been beaten, something that's been left and discarded as trash, and do something. Give him purpose something incredible with their life. And today he wants to do that. You know what I like about the stories of John the Baptist? Because every time I read the stories of John the Baptist, my mind starts to imagine what would it be like to be one of those people listening to John the Baptist preach and, and start baptizing people. I find it amazing to be able to sit on the side of the riverbank and watch people say, oh man, I want to get my life right with Jesus. I need more of Jesus. I, want, I need to make my life take, I need to take this next step in my life and watching people come from all over, come and step into that river to hear him preach. And as soon as they decided to devote their lives to Jesus, they would drop everything, find the closest body of water, invite their family and friends. Hey, this is what's happening in my life. I need you to witness it. I need you to see it. I need you to celebrate it with me because today I'm getting baptized. Today I'm demonstrating it to the world. <laughs> I know you think I'm crazy. My mind, like, I, these are the, like literally, I open up the Word of God. It's like a pop-up book to me. I love it. I, I want to pull this and do that and pull that. Like that. In fact, I love those stories so much. That that's what we're going to do today. I think it's time to stop stalling, church. In fact, let's, let's reword that. I think it's time to stop stalling Christians. 
I think it's time for those who recently have given their hearts to Jesus. I think it's time for those who maybe it's been months or years that, that you gave your heart to Jesus, who have never taken the step, this next step of faith. I think it's time to celebrate today. I think it's time to be a part of something absolutely amazing. I think it's time that people are here to celebrate this next step in your life. And so if you have given, if you have given your life to Christ, that you understand that you've submitted your life into his hands and say, Jesus, this is my life. I'm surrendering it into your hands. I'm asking for forgiveness of my sins. Give me purpose. Give me reason. Direct my steps. I want the world to see that you are a faithful. I want the world to see that I identify my life with your life. This is not about if I have all of my ducks in order. This is about this moment right now says I want my life to be identified with his. So if you've given your life to Christ and have not been baptized publicly since you've made that decision, here's what I encourage you to do today. This is our challenge for this week, the last challenge of the month. And that is to be baptized today. Not tomorrow, not next week, not weeks from now, not months from now, not the next time we do it. Get baptized today. Today. This is the part I was talking about earlier, where you start feeling nervous, where you start feeling anxious, where you want to play double dutch, right? Or where you feel God is just pulling you out of your seat at this moment and saying, man, I need to get baptized today. I want to get baptized today. I need you to get up from your chair. I need you to get up from your chair and go to the lobby real quickly. I have a change of clothes for you. I'm not joking. I got a change of clothes for you. Today is your day to get baptized. Get out of your chair. Get out of your chair. Get up. Get up. Just today is the day for you to get baptized. Go right now. Don't wait for somebody to say go. Just get up and go. Get up now. Don't think twice about it. Let's do it right here. Let's do it right now. Don't worry about the makeup. Don't worry about the hair. Don't worry about the afternoon lunch plans. Don't worry about who's watching and who's not watching. Get up. Let's do this right here, right now. Teenagers, you won't get in trouble. I got clothes for you. We got towels. Adults, we have clothes that fit you. You're going to go home in the clothes you came in. Do not let this moment go by. Don't let it slip. Today we want to celebrate publicly. We want to celebrate you. We want to validate those who have stood by you. We want to inspire those who are seated today. 
maybe by someone seeing you be baptized today, they too might be inspired to do the same thing. So go, get up. I know some of you are still like, oh my gosh, can't believe this. This is happening right now. It can't be real. It can't be real. Not today, God. Today I wore my best shirt. Today I painted my, my eye line came out just exactly how I wanted it. It's, it's today. It's today. Today. Don't let this moment slip away. Go right now. Now I want to speak to those who, who maybe were baptized a long time ago. For those who maybe were baptized a long time ago. I'll start off with those who were baptized as infants, as babies, as you would do in the Catholic Church. That's Catholic Church. That's a whole season of life. It doesn't, that doesn't line up what I just preached today. You see, as a child, as an infant, you are born sinless. You have no sin. And until you could cognitively understand right from wrong, you are seen as sinless. Right? In the eyes of God, you are sinless. So you have no sin. The Catholic Church chooses, that's their prerogative, that's how they do stuff, to pour some water on the child of an, uh, on the head of an infant as a baptism. I did it. I was born Catholic. Asked me what that meant to me 15 years down the road. It didn't mean anything to me. And I'm not knocking it. That's the way they do stuff. But now that I know what I know, get that? You hear that? Now that I know what I know, there is a difference between it. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that Jesus was baptized as an infant. It says that Jesus was presented to God. We do that. We present children to God. But there's a difference in being baptized. And so if you were baptized as a child because of another faith, that's cool. I did it. But I also got baptized once I understood what I understood. And today I'm going to make that challenge to you. Don't let that baptism as an infant be something to be celebrated when you didn't even know it happened. You didn't know it happened. He was still a baby. I was one years old and I still, the only way I know I was baptized because someone showed me a picture in my little white suit. It was a short suit too. Good Lord. But if you were baptized as a child and infant, I want to give you this opportunity for you to be baptized knowing what you know now so that you too may identify yourself with Jesus and lastly if you were baptized a while back and you feel just God tugging in your heart man today I think you need to get baptized again ain't nothing wrong with it ain't nothing wrong with it it's okay to be baptized again to declare your identification I think some of us have gone too distant from God to be honest with you 
we've given too much space between us and God. And you know what, what the enemy does with that space? He creeps in. He creeps into that space. And today you're given another opportunity to identify yourself with Christ. So I'm going to ask you if that's something that you want to do today. we got plenty of towels, fresh towels too. I just bought them yesterday. And we got fresh clothing too, and we just bought that yesterday too. And it wasn't from the treasure cell. Just wanted to clarify that. So let's make this happen, church. Let's make this happen. You guys can come up. You can stand on the side there. my baby girl she's been wanting to do this so long I'm like you're not ready yet mommy there's some things you don't just quite understand just yet believe me one day the day will come the day will come when you will understand what it is to give your life to Jesus what it is to give your life to Jesus and say, man, I want to be identified as a believer. I want to be identified with Jesus. She's given her heart to Jesus. And there was no, like, thinking about it, saying, no, you want to get baptized? Yes! I want to get baptized. Today she gets baptized. As a Parents, we're so proud when our children take these steps of faith. And not just because mom and dad has done it, but because they truly understand themselves what it is. And maybe years from now, she'll say, man, I want to get rebaptized again. But we'll worry about that years to come. But for right here, right now, she wants to get validated. As parents, we want to be validated. And she wants to inspire those who might be sitting in this room right now to be baptized. So, no, we're going to jump in there. It's just like the pool. It's cold as, just like cold, like the pool. You may sit. And while these old legs start kneeling here, you still have time to go to the back and be baptized and get your stuff ready to be baptized. But Noita, today is an incredible day for you as a believer, as a young believer in Christ. You get the opportunity to do something that your older sisters all have done, that your mommy and daddy have done, that your family members have done, and many of your church members have done. And that is to identify yourself with Jesus today publicly demonstrating to everyone here that you are choosing to live a life according to Jesus' way. So I'm going to ask you to cross your arms. 
I'm going to baptize you, Noita, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I'm excited, I'm excited because the, the party doesn't stop here. The party doesn't stop here. Come on up here. My man Levi, come on up. When you are standing on the platform, you get to find out who's sleeping. You get to see who's laughing. And you get to see who's fidgeting in their seat. And you also get to see who's conversating. And uh, I saw that you guys in the corner of my eye. And can you share with us what was going on through your mind at that moment? Uh, you know, it's something we had uh, talked about recently, actually. Um, and uh, she had never done it. I had never done it. I, I was, like I said, in Christ when I was, I want to say 12, around there. And uh, I think I was just always too scared of, like you were saying, getting up making a spectacle of it, you know. So, uh, I just felt like you were talking to us. Love it! I absolutely love it. Levi and Ashley and their boys have been a part of our church since kind of we started here. And uh, they have been a blessing to us. And uh, I love, I love when the people of God take, the, take their next steps in their journey. And we are going to make a spectacle of it. We're going to celebrate it, and we're going to celebrate it incredibly. Yes. Yes, Ashley, do you, do you want to come out and take a picture real quick? So she could be here and be a part of it. Yeah. I'm going to take a picture right here real quick. Before the, 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 the dry part, the dry, the, 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 the dry picture right here. Amen. I want to stand right here. Actually, you're going to stand right here on the side so that you can be a witness to this incredible moment in the life of your husband. Um, you can step in there. You can have a seat, my friend. Levi, this is a great moment in your life. It's a, an incredible, epic moment. It's ones you put on your calendar that today, on this day, you identified your life with Jesus. So Levi, in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, I baptize you. Woo! Amen. 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 Let's give it up for Levi. Amen. Amen. Come on out here. Step out. Let me give you a hug, my friend. Ah, congratulations. Congratulations. Amen. There's a towel right there for you. You can step to the side. Ashley, come on up here. I, too, am going to ask you that question. You can take that mask because it's going to get wet. What were you thinking at that moment? Um, well, I don't want to call him out for being wrong, but I have been baptized before. I did the Catholic when I was a baby, too. My mom made sure I did it, but um, we, didn't, we haven't done it since we decided to come to a Christian church and to do it. We never thought we'd 
never made that step. And, you know, Levi wanted to wait for the boys to do it with them. And I was like, when you were talking about not waiting and doing the double dutch and getting in there, I'm like, we, we can't wait. Um, he's talking to us. He's telling us to do it now. Amen. Amen. I am so excited. Come on in. Today is a great day. You, I believe with all my heart. You, you're going to sit down. I believe with all my heart. Today you guys have made a great decision. It's a little cold. Yeah. Uh, church, today we get a great opportunity to celebrate this incredible moment. And so oh, we keep it rolling. Yes. We keep it rolling. Yes. Do you see what I'm saying? It inspires people. Today is your moment. Ashley, it is my privilege and my honor to baptize you today in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Congratulations, Levi and Ashley Smith. Give me a hug before you go. Congratulations, congratulations. Monica's going to take a picture of you there. Listen, let's do this because my sneakers are going to get wet. I love my Nikes. Let's keep it rolling. Who's next? Come on up. Yes, sir. That's a familiar face. (laughs) Tell me. This moment, why? I'm thinking about the story when Peter denies Jesus, and then when Jesus comes back, he's asked him three times if he loves him, and he makes him repeat it. I have chosen things over God that have caused me the greatest regret in my whole life. Never, I'm still working on giving myself for that. And this is going to be my third baptism. Maybe there's something to it. Amen. It just feels like, it feels like, It's a redo. It's a reset. And we'll take it as long as we need to take it. Keep taking it. God is for you always and never against you. And anything that would take you one step closer to being with him, closer to walking along with him and identifying with him, we need to take it every single moment the opportunity comes about. Step on in, my friend. Amen, 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 amen. You may be seated. Today, my friend, it is my privilege and my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Let's celebrate, church. Let's celebrate. Amen. Amen. Give me a hug. Give me a wipe hug first. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I love the pairs. They come in pairs. It's like Noah's Ark going to be here. Coming up, young lady. Tell me. He told me his story. Tell me yours. Why today? Why here? Why now? complicated and I um, made a lot of choices and I drifted 
connected and have been coming back together. And Mike and I have had just the most outrageous last two years, really just to the breaking point and back again. Amen. Yes, he is faithful. Amen, amen. Step on in. I'll grab your hand. Amen. You may be seated. Yes. Yes. Leah, it is truly my honor and privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. husband a hug amen 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 we have more come on up let's go for levi i mean uh leah <laughs> levi. mike and leah congratulations Woo! amen amen you guys can stand up that way come on up come on up Jaira, I thought your husband left you. At one moment I looked and he was gone. <laughs> Sounds like Jason left. <laughs> Why today? Why now? Um, I did it. Actually, you did it with, for me 15, 16 years ago. Um, today sitting here just listening to you, I wanted to get up because the Lord has done amazing and abundant things for my life and my health. So I just wanted to share with Amen, amen, that is awesome, awesome. You can sit. Again, it is, God continues to work and he continues to do things even when we don't know it, even when you don't think God is working, he is working amongst us, amen. Jehovah, it is my privilege again to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Who's next? We keep this train going. One more. Hey, young lady Jade, you stay up here with me. Sasha, how are you? You're good. You're good. Jane, you're 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 breathing heavy on that side. Tell me, tell me what you're feeling. Sasha, it's an incredible privilege and an honor. Watch your step. Jane, when, when did it happen for you, Jane? Uh, we were just laughing about it. I remember when I came here at uh, Family Month. I told you it was cold. <laughs> and I remember seeing Sal get baptized. And I remember doing it on the going, I want to do that. I want to do that. And then the next time, 
Amen. Amen. It is a big deal. And for us as pastors, it's a big deal to be, have been a part of your baptism as a mom and to be part of your daughter's baptism as well here at South Hills. And I'm excited, excited, excited. Sasha, I know the water's cold. She was like, Pastor, hurry up. The water's cold. Sasha, I'm going to ask you to plug your nose with your other hand, right? Put this hand right there. And I'm going to lean you back. And it is truly, Sasha, my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Congratulations, Sasha. Congratulations. Let's let's give it up. We we might have one more. I'm not going anywhere. Our 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 feed online is gone. So you're watching. They they, I don't know what they want. So our line, our feed online is gone. We have one more. Let's give it up one more time for those who were baptized. Today we celebrate you. Today we honor you. We are alongside of you on this journey. And we do this as a tribe, as a village. And it is so, so exciting. I'm going to wait. I think this is important. We wait for one more. Listen, we almost emptied out the church. We can continue to do this. I, I, I can't guarantee anymore that we have towels or clothing dry clothing for you. You may have to just jump in your car wet. Come on up, Levi. Come on up here, amigo. We are doing it like John the Baptist in robes. Come on up. Come on up here, my friend. Ah. Levi was the talk of my house these past couple of days. Because the Perez family hasn't been to church for a couple of weeks. And, and we were like, man, they, they don't know that we're doing baptism. And Levi, too, had expressed that he would like to get baptized one day. And, um, and so we were like, I text his parents. I don't even know if you got my text. But I text you guys late at, last night, late in the midnight hour. And I said, oh, if Levi wants to get baptized, we're doing baptism. Because I only think there's going to be one, and that's Noah. That wasn't the case. Maybe what you don't know is that Levi is my godson, or our godson. And um, him and Noah have kind of grown up around each other. Uh, Levi, uh, his parents actually moved to Puerto Rico with us to help us launch our church in Puerto Rico. And, and um, he's probably, he's Mexican, Brazilian, and Puerto Rican. Just because he lived in Puerto Rico for a while. And uh, we love him as he's one of our own, um, him and his sister. And uh, today, I am my heart just, it's like this, like the cartoons, you see the circle, that's how my heart is. Believe I, you were the last one to, to jump in line. What were you thinking? What was going on through your, your mind? And I'm happy that you want to do it today. And we're going to celebrate you. We're going to celebrate this moment, right? Because this is important. Everybody needs to see and be a part of it with you. Amen? Amen. Come on in.
Sit down, my brother. I need a booster chair. <laughs> Levi, gosh, my heart is just so excited for you, just as it was for, for Noah and everyone here today. Today, you get to identify yourself with Jesus. You already knew that you loved Jesus. You already surrendered your heart to Jesus. Your parents knew that you loved Jesus. But today, you're telling everyone here today that you love Jesus. I'm excited for you. Levi, it is my privilege and my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Give your parents a hug. Congratulations, congratulations. Yes, 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 yes. My heart screams, yes. It's a great day for you, my friend. Church, <laughs> it doesn't get any better than this. Before you leave here, we're going to wrap it up, obviously. Before you leave here today, take a moment to congratulate, to celebrate the lives, the bold steps, the next steps taken by this amazing group of people who have chosen to identify their hearts with Jesus today.